Yo, what's going on, squad? Welcome to another episode of Massive Potential with your boy, Aaron Stevenson. And today, I thought I would do a little bit more of a unique of an episode, and it's going to be 23 things about me for my 23rd birthday. And so, at first, I was like, you know what? I want I want this to kind of be random off the bat. So I opened, uh, you know, a little AI, and I was like, just give me 23 questions about me. And then I'll, I was I was thinking about answering them on the spot, like going down the list. And then I just quickly peeked at like one or two of them, and I was like, oh, these are definitely like. I would have to sit sit and think about these and then the podcast would would have been awkward where I'd be like huh um and I was like I don't want to put you guys through that suffering so I didn't end up doing that I did take some quick notes right off the bat but I was going to expand on on what I had now the categories that the AI kind of kicked at me if you will were childhood memories values and beliefs quirks and passions looking forward gratitude and celebration so we're going to go through a couple of those categories so you can learn about me for my 23rd birthday and we'll start with question one so we're just going to go down the list and uh you know feel free to uh maybe maybe you'll learn a little about me in in today's episode so number one the question the first question that spit at me was what was my earliest childhood memory that feels truly vivid and if i'm honest i was thinking back to like childhood because i i feel as if i I feel like everybody has different different uh depths of this if you will like some people can like remember their childhood really really clear and other people it gets a little blurry i'm like kind of in between where nothing fully jumped out at me but one memory that I was like, okay, I, I remember that for certain was um, when we lived in my hometown before we built our house. We My parents built the house that I grew up in my whole life. I remember it being built and I remember walking it like through it before there was even like drywall or anything and like looking like picking out our rooms or something like that. So I thought that was fun. And I, I don't know why I remember it, but I did. And uh, I, I still remember at the time I was like, I must've been like three or four. And I, I liked the room that I picked because it had like three windows in it or something like that. So like it was close to my age. I have no do, no clue why I remember that, but I do. So that was number one. <laughs> number two, second question is describe my favorite childhood tradition that I still chair and again i had to think about this one because i there's some like holiday traditions if you will but like a whole childhood tradition i i didn't really fully know what to answer that with but one thing that my family did growing up that i feel like some families don't do or it's kind of fallen away just with the the busyness or the hustle culture if you will is meal time together at for dinners at night we would try to prioritize all eating dinner together and that's something that i still cherish because it's something that i want to do with my family one day if i have a family and i still try to do with Ashley like sitting down and eating together it doesn't always end up happening each and every night but just being able to kind of unwind from your day spend time together over a meal and just like share how your day was share insights or or even just like spend that quality time together I enjoyed that as a child and I still enjoy it now so I thought that was a good answer for that number three my biggest role model growing up and why and this one was easy it was Kobe Bryant 100% like if you knew me I looked up so much to Kobe Bryant because I loved basketball so much growing up up. I started playing basketball in like second or third grade and I played all the way almost uh, until like sophomore year of high school. And then I kind of just kind of, you know, moved on with other passions or other other projects. But I loved basketball and it was 100% my number one sport. I just remember, even though I grew up in Wisconsin, just having dreams to move out to Los Angeles one day because of him and, and just the work ethic and discipline that you hear of all the awesome stories around Kobe Bryant. And I admired him as a player. He's obviously a great player as well and so just looked up to him in in so many different qualities as such question number four is what was my most embarrassing moment as a kid and if i'm honest like nothing stood out 
to me of being embarrassed. I don't know if I just simply didn't get embarrassed. And that that can't be true. I'm sure all kids get embarrassed. I, I do remember as a kid that I was super, super shy, at least for a long while, that I just like anybody around that I didn't know, I was just super, super shy, which is like the complete opposite of my personality now. So I thought that was unique. Um, But then another thing unique that I thought I could share with you guys is when I was in first grade, I believe. First, yeah, it, I, I, I started doing really good in like math. And and so like the teacher even brought it up to the principal and they're like, hey, he, he knows what he's doing in math. And so uh, I ended up then going up a grade in math, which I don't know if this was 100% embarrassing, if you will. But I remember always just being seen by my peers at that time as like the genius kid, if you will. Like I, I, I got tested and, and could have potentially skipped a couple grades, I think, around that time. And it wasn't something that I wanted to do, nor my mom thought was a good choice for me just because I was so into sports and stuff as well. And so being able to compete, that would have been harder. But um, being seen as like the genius kid was kind of weird at times or even like the the great above me, like it was kind of weird. So maybe maybe not necessarily 100% embarrassing, but that is something about me that I I don't think I ever have really shared on my social media or podcast or anything that did happen when I was younger. So there we go. Number five, what was the one thing that I learned from my family that I could carry on today? And this one was hard because I was like, man, there's so many, so many good lessons. I I probably could have jumped and pulled at anything, but I thought this one probably stands out the most with the platform that I have right now. And and the person that you see on my social media of, of who I am is exercise, right? And exercise and like healthy eating I learned that from my mom 100%. I remember just looking up to her because when I was younger, I think she lost a decent amount of weight and um, she just like that habit of of exercising was just instilled in her and I just looked up to her because every day she would get home from work. It seemed like she would exercise right away after that and so it's just like it, I kind of learned it by seeing her do it like that it was an important thing and that eventually kind of inspired me to want to start exercising and going to the gym and that's why I started going right around when I was like 16, 17. 17, just boom, like started going and wanted to make it a habit. And I knew how important it was. Of course, there's a ton of other benefits too. But uh, one thing that I still carry with with me today is my mom inspired me to start exercising. Number six, what are my core values that guide my life? This one was deeper. I like it. So this is the new category of values and belief. We finished up the childhood category. 100% first one that came to mind was integrity. You guys know I've talked about this in, in plenty of other podcasts, but uh, yeah, 100% integrity and just following through with what you say and and being a man of your word is, is probably my top value. Like it just jumps out to me of just doing what you say you're going to do, no matter how you feel and just kind of that discipline factor that goes along with it. So that was core value number one, 100%. Number two is honesty. I just, I appreciate communication and transparency. And so I think that both like kind of collides with the value of honesty and being willing to have hard conversations or confrontational conversations, even if they're hard to have simply because you want to either just simply like be straightforward with others, you want to help them grow, or you just simply are able to confront those type of things. And I think that takes being honest with yourself and with whoever you want to talk to as well. And the last one is just kind of responsibility. I think that kind of goes with that discipline type factor of just like you're willing to do whatever it takes and show up and be integral. I think that all kind of tie together very well. Number seven, what's something that I passionately believe in? And that's 100% my faith. You guys know that I'm Christian. And so it's just been a part of who I am. And it's just like that is foundational for where I base my beliefs on. And it's like a, it's a foundation that I, I 
really just know for a fact that it's just it's it's a part of me right number eight what would you change about the world if you could man i thought this one was hard because there's so so many things there's so many messed up things in the world that we're living in today and uh the one that kind of jumped out to me was division i think within the last couple of years we've noticed at least in america just people it seems like they're almost trying to create more and more sides if you will rather than people being willing to be open to ideas and just communicate and and work with one another it like the more we divide the more people just get kind of heated on one side or the other and it's by no means am i saying one is 100 percent right and one is 100 percent wrong but when we're just divided people just get overly spewed or stirred and and that's where people just like start hating on one another and then wars can break out from that to be honest like where it's just like it's just a big mess so i think the biggest thing is is division where people would just be a little bit more open and and love on one another and just kind of work together even if you have opposing viewpoints because i think that's healthy to have opposing viewpoints but it's not healthy to only stand in your own and just and and i think part of the division has been created simply because of media and and the the kind of rise of content and short form content where we are consistently fed what we like to hear and so you know if we talk politically for example like you know whether you're on the right or the left if you're scrolling through your feeds you're going to engage with the stuff that you agree with and you continue to get fed that and you'd never get to experience on the other side and it's like you know it, it almost reinforces and reinforces and reinforces and that's what's causing more and more division to to an extent there's a lot more that goes into it but that's like an example that comes to mind so i think that's one thing that i would change about the world number nine what quote or saying resonates deeply with me? this one 100 was i cannot lose if i do not quit and i think i heard it first from alex hermosi i don't know if it's an actual quote from him but i just like that saying of even through the hard things even through the hard times even through almost wanting to give up just reminding yourself in those moments like as long as i don't quit i haven't lost like it isn't failure it only ever is failure if i just throw in the towel so as long as i keep pushing forward i keep moving forward i don't give up then i simply cannot lose and eventually if i keep that keep just trekking forward that actually eventually will lead to a win and most likely a long-term big win in the future if you kind of just approach everything with that that mindset or that attitude and i love that where if you're going through hard times no matter what it is simply saying that to yourself kind of can just give you that one more day one day at a time just i know for a fact that this is this too will pass and if as long as i keep trekking forward something good will come of it number 10 is who do i look up to most right now this was a harder one um because i think there's kind of different aspects of my life of um people that i look up to number one for business and i'm sure a lot of other people look up to him for business as well alex ramosi such a good inspiration and actually and uh just like wise dude where you can just like learn a lot of good life lessons or, or ways of thinking framework as well as obviously business strategies so i look up to him and just kind of uh, what he's been able to do within the last couple of years as well as just like kind of building his brand and his name and and kind of everything that goes along with that i think it's really really cool and inspiring and we can learn a lot from him number two would actually just be my pastor and i simply say that just because of um it's always good to have spiritual leaders in your life and so i think it's like my pastor and or my dad have both been very very beneficial if you will spiritual leaders in my life that have just helped me grow in areas or in in, in that side of things and then number three i know this guy's somewhat controversial i think within the financial world but i've been listening to dave ramsey a lot lately and i really like some of the principles that he believes and i know there again some people don't don't 100 agree with him but dave ramsey i, I do think there's a lot of good stuff that he's taught and 
and uh, good good principles to live by. So I have been listening to Dave Ramsey more and more lately, and he's someone that I just have been able to learn from and, and gain knowledge from. And so because of that, I do look up. Next section is quirks and passion. We'll see how this one goes. Number 11. So this is question 11. What's something you're secretly good at that might surprise people? This one was hard, but I will tell a story to <laughs> make it make sense. I'll give you the answer first though. I would say singing. Now, by no means am I saying I'm a good singer now. I don't I don't even know. I don't practice singing. Um, so I'm going to leave that off the table and say I maybe, right? But the story I wanted to tell with this was back when I was in, I think it was middle school. It had to have been like sixth or seventh grade or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but I remember this was my fame, uh, my moment of fame, if you will, in terms of singing. I remember it was a Christmas concert that we had. I had a solo in one of the songs. I think it's a song from like uh, the Grinch or something like that. I don't know. Um, and I had a solo and I remember after the song was over there, we got a standing ovation. And then everybody came up to me after and told me that I did such a good job. I don't, I don't know. But of course that was also, I think probably before puberty. So my voice has changed so much now versus then. So I probably am not a good singer anymore, but um, I thought it'd be a fun little story to share. Number 12, what's my biggest pet peeve? I don't know if this one fully counts as a pet peeve, but it goes kind of against my core values. And so it just took out to me when people say they want something and then aren't willing to do the actions to get it. I think that just bothers me to my core of just people that talk about their goals, but then aren't willing to do anything to follow through with them. I think that just bothers me because I, I, I think at, at, at the core, it's they, they, put their goals out there. And then if you're, if you're, if I'm definitely the type of person to just hold the mirror up and just say, Hey, this is what you said you wanted. Why aren't you doing anything about it? And, and that causes people to be uncomfortable and, and be held accountable. And, and so it's just uh, a thing that I've been able to grow through. And I see that I see my old self in people like that. Cause I used to do that a lot. And so maybe it isn't even fully a pet peeve, but it's something I, I really try to push people to grow through because there's so much more fruit or it's so much be more beneficial for your life of just doing what you say you're going to do. And uh, so that's something that I would say maybe bothers me slash I want them to do better on. Number 13 is what's my current creative out? And this one is a good one because honestly, I used to always tell myself the story that I wasn't creative, right? Like, I don't know, I guess if, if we're considered like school growing up, like art class or writing, I never really enjoyed that stuff. I was really good at math and science. So I think we're kind of told that we either landed in one bucket or the other, which we probably are kind of skewed one way or another, which is fair. But um, like, yeah, I kind of believe the lie, if you will, that I wasn't creative for the longest time. But as I've done my job more and I've been able to, you know, do fitness coaching and, and make content and stuff like that, creative outlet wise, like I definitely think my brain thinks creatively in terms of content and editing and stuff like that. My creative outlet right now is definitely editing content, whether it's for me or my pastor who I've been making some content for. It's been fun. It's actually been like a, a bigger passion than I even realized that I had. And uh, kind of that whole process, I, I definitely have a creative mind in that area. And I never knew I did, which is cool to kind of discover those those things in us that maybe we've suppressed or have told us have believed a lie about ourselves, or we kind of just see come out and start to blossom. So that was it's it's been cool to, to see that happen or, or come, come into fruition. Number 14, what's a hobby that I'm deeply passionate about? Uh, I think I already kind of touched on this one based on my childhood hero. I love basketball. If I could still play, you know, I, I still remember as a kid, like,
like my dream, uh, as as many people's <laughs> dreams are, right, is to play in the NBA. But I, I love basketball. I used to always watch. I don't really pay attention as much anymore um, because I think it's just kind of, uh, um, I haven't made the time if I'm honest. But recently, and I think I actually talked this, about this on a podcast not too long ago, was I recently just started playing at the park down the street every so often because some guys play pickup there. And it's been fun to kind of reconnect with that because it's definitely, uh, you know, something that I loved for so long in my life. And uh, it's uh, it's just a good outlet to de-stress or, or just, you know, something that I love. Basketball, 100%. Number 15, what's something you do to de-stress and unwind? And no, I won't say basketball here. That's actually, I, I gotta say walks. It sounds basic or boring, but uh, something I, I don't even know how this necessarily started, but something I implemented into my day that I absolutely love is going for a walk. And I, I think I do it just about every single day and I do it every day after after I eat lunch and for I don't know anywhere between like 10 and 30 minutes the mental clarity the de-stress the kind of recentering and refocusing that I get just from going on a walk each day is amazing and whether I am not listening to anything at all and just like kind of looking at nature around me, whether I'm listening to a podcast or lately I've even listened to some audiobook, I'll walk. I don't know. I, I love it and I don't think I ever will get rid of it out of my routine because it's like that. It's that amazing. Second to last category is looking forward. That's what they got for me. So number 16 is what are you most exciting excited about right now? This one I had to pick two because um, kind of short, short term is we're moving in about a month and it's only 12 minutes away. It's just a new apartment. It's not too big of a change, um, but something I really like and I've noticed has helped me um, just kind of individually is when you get these changes in environment, it usually kind of is that new spark slash a new season, a new fire can be lit, uh, a new wave of creativity, creativity, if you will. Um, I've noticed that happens. With me. So whether it's I go on vacation, I move, when you're in a new spot, you kind of get that that fresh start, fresh feeling, even if it is just a new apartment. And so I knew, I know for a fact that I, I can feel that anticipation building up of moving and being in a new spot and, and kind of just being able to, you know, have that new creative flow, if you will, or, or a new season to step into. So I'm excited about that. Um, but then secondly, maybe a longer term for this year is obviously my wedding in October. That's going to be a fun time. And, and uh, we're, uh, we're obviously super excited for that. And there's a a lot of fun things about that to look forward to as well. So I had to pick both of them. Number 17, what's one fear you're actively working on overcoming? This one I wasn't fully sure because there's nothing stands out. I do, I've definitely conquered a ton of fears that I've had over the past year or two, especially with just like pursuing my business and doing social media and, uh, and just kind of that whole realm. And so there's a lot of kind of insecurities or, or things that stood out in that time frame, like, oh, I need to do better at this. I need to do better at this. And I'm here huge believer that stepping into your fears or getting on being willing to get uncomfortable is where the most growth happens. So I actually always, if I notice, if one stands out to me where I'm like, darn, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to do this. It's all, it's always a red or a indicator for me of, yep, I need to do this because I feel nervous. Like that's okay. I'm going to do this exactly because I feel nervous. Like that's a good enough reason for me to do something. And so I guess the one that came to mind in that was sharing my faith or it's, I've been putting out a little bit more content about that recently 
or just being willing to be a little bit more bold in it, especially because Christianity with the culture of America right now is a little countercultural, and uh, it will continue to be that way just simply because um, that's what we're going to see. That's the trend. And so being willing to stand in that boldness or the truth that I believe no matter what the environment or the culture around me is willing or wanting to kind of say otherwise. Number 18, what's a skill you've determined to learn in the next? This was a good one. I like this thought provoking question here. And uh, no, right off the bat, what came to me is leading it. I think I've been doing my business for a long time by myself. And so whether it's, you know, a team in my business or a team at the church that we've been trying to um, kind of step into the new roles that Ashley got as the media director, and it's just really her and I right now, I think a team are learning, just getting better as a leader in general um, and learning how to manage people better is definitely a skill that I want to learn within this next year of just kind of being uh, um, people, you know, being able to get better at, at leadership in general and leading a team, something around there is definitely something that I just, I want to grow into. And also uh, I know for a fact that it's going to cause me to see areas that I can get better at. And I'm excited to be able to step into that and learn how to, you know, the areas that I might not realize that I need to get better at as of right now. Number 19, what's one place you've always dreamed of visiting? 100%, it's on our vision board. It's been on our vi my vision board at least for a couple of years is Bora Bora. Man, the overwater bungalows. And and I don't know what about it, but I want to go to Bora Bora one day. Like that is my dream destination. We are going to go. I don't know whether it's like within the next five years or 20 years, but we're going to make it happen. Like I, I definitely want to go. And uh, so that is 100% number one place that I want to go one day, Bora Bora. And and then the question after that was, what's your biggest bucket list item? And that, I think I would have said Bora Bora for that, to be honest, to, to go to Bora Bora. But I wanted to think of another answer. So driving a supercar, I think is kind of up there as well. I would love to just experience, uh, I always loved cars, especially like, you know, supercars, like, you know, Lamborghinis, McLarens, Ferraris. It always fascinated me. I thought it was so, and uh, I don't know if I necessarily would need to own one. Of course, that would be cool, but I just want to experience driving, like how different of an experience that would be. I mean, riding in one would be cool because I've never even ridden in one. But if I'm going to, you know, choose between driving or riding, I would must much rather drive. I think that would be fun. So I think that's another thing on the bucket list. Last category is gratitude and celebration. We got three questions left. So if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> Number 21, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? Great question because I actually ask, it's kind of the, the morning routine that I do each morning is this is on there. Gratitude. I think gratitude is awesome. Um, so the things that stood out to me were Ashley slash my family. They're always so supportive and uh, I, I couldn't be where I'm at without them 100%. So they got to be number one. Uh, number two is just the relationships we've been able to build and grow in Florida. I think uh, when moving to a new spot, especially when you're moving, moving it, it hasn't even been a year for me yet. It'll be a year for Ashley in about a week or so. I think getting settled in and meeting people is definitely a challenge or even something that was on my mind of just how are we going to do with it. I'm not sure. It's just kind of an uncertainty. And it's been crazy the amount of people that we've been able to connect with and, and build relationships with already. It's awesome. And it's just, I, I'm super grateful. And then the last one is skill. I know it's, uh, it's kind of a weird one to say, but skills that I've been able to learn or currently am learning, whether it's through business, through what I've been doing, or I just think I just really love learning and getting, getting better at things, kind of adding more skills or knowledge. And so it's just something that I'm grateful 
grateful I'm able to do because learning to me at least feels like growing. And I'm sure it does to a lot of people as well. Like it just kind of means growth or at least potential growth in the future, right? Number 22, how do you typically celebrate special occasions? And I figured they asked this question because I, I, I told them in the AI, oh, it's for my birthday. Let's do 23 questions about me. Um, so I'll be in terms of birthdays specifically, I am someone who likes practical gifts or experience. So uh, what I mean by that is like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm super grateful if anybody gives me any gift, like I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to dismiss it. But for me, in terms of celebrating how I how I enjoy it most is stuff that I know I'm going to use Um, just around like, for example, the gift that Ashley got me slash I kind of got myself <laughs> this year was a robot vacuum, right? Kind of silly, not even like this overly exciting thing, but it's practical. And uh, I am excited because it's also kind of techy, right? I like technology. And so, I mean, I know it'll be around in our house, hopefully for at least five to 10 years. And so I think it's great. So <laughs> that I'm excited for that. Or, or again, experiences like uh, Ashley's mom was just so super generous to get us tickets to the Florida State Fair that is just starting to happen, I think this week. So we're probably going to go this weekend. And so I like doing stuff like that. I'd rather, you know, like whether it's an amusement park or a trip or um, something around that, I like experiences. And so I don't always need things, if you will. I'm not overly materialistic. And so I, I, I don't know. I just like either going out to do stuff and kind of having those experiences with people that I enjoy spending my time with, or if it is going to be a gift, something I uh, that is practical that I actually could use. I don't know. I just, because I, I know that I'll, I'll be able to utilize it more and I'll get a lot more value from it rather than like a, a t-shirt I might not even like or something like that. You know, something that I would use like every single day or on a regular basis. It's just something that I'm just like, that's, I, I like giving gifts like those and I like receiving gifts. And number 23, what does turning 23 mean to me? I think for me, it means growth. And I know that sounds simple. Yeah, you're getting older, you're growing, you're whatever. My my perspective on this was when I was, if I were to look back, I don't know what, even three years ago, back to when I was 20, I don't think I would imagine being where I am. And so that that in it, in itself just shows like, man, you look back just such a short amount of time, like three years to look forward three years is exciting because I know if I have already accomplished more than I expected in the past three years that in the next three years, there's a lot of potential and there's a lot of growth. And so it just excites, it excites me to know like, you know, what, what could be on the horizon, what's in the future uh, to be able to step into and grow and, uh, you know, set new goals and push myself to become better in all, in all areas of life. And so growth, it, it really just means growth. It's kind of like a new stepping stone, if you will, or setting point that I can look back on and you say, remember when I was 23 and we were living in this apartment and we had, you know, just, just been into Florida for about a year. Like, you know, it's just one of those kind of monumental things that, you know, I can look back and say, well, yeah, of course, like another monumental thing, right. Of like graduating high school, you know, you're 18 at that, at that point. So then you can look forward of like the past five years, how much has happened and to be able to look forward five more years and say, well, I was 22 turning 23 when I just moved to Florida. I think it's kind of one of those things that I'll likely look back on and just kind of appreciate and reminisce on. So that is 23 questions about me for my 23rd birthday. If you're still around, I appreciate you. I hope you have the best day of your entire life and I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.